Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Coming to you live from the Elliott Avenue Studios, this is The Barber Shop. Brought to you by Trufon Auto Detail, the official auto detail provider of the Seattle Seahawks. And by the Trufon Family Foundation, an organization aimed at improving the community one kid at a time. With Marcus Trufon, here's T. Holla. What's up? What's up? What's up, everybody out there listening on 950 Sports Radio KJR? We're on the iHeartRadio app. It's the Barbershop Show. My name is T. Holla. And yes, it is the Marcus True Fine. What up? What up? And we are back in the building here to bring you another exciting version of the Barbershop Show. Man, y'all know what time it is around here, True. What day is it, man? What day is it, T? You let Guess me know. Guess what day it is. Huh? Anybody? Everybody knows what day it is. It's hump day, barbershop day, a little bit closer to Friday. We're going to talk about all the things that's been happening in the world over the last seven days. And I'll tell you what, it's been a lot of stuff going on, True. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A lot of stuff happening in our world, in the uh, in my personal world, in your personal world, and in the world in general. We're definitely going to talk about the tragedy that's taking place down there in the Gulf Coast, down there in Texas. Yeah, yeah. Um, give our interpretation of what we see down there and what we feel about it. The big McGregor and Mayweather fight took place this past weekend. I know you guys watched it. We're going to give you our take on what we thought about it. We want to hear what you thought about it. Text us here at the station, 49451. What you thought about the big fight this past weekend. Build us the, the what, the fight of the century, wasn't it supposed to be? So they say, so they say, T. Allegedly. A lot of people said it, too. Yeah, oh, yeah. so we definitely going to talk about that. Try to get in a little bit of college football, and tonight we are going to play winners and pretenders. It's that game we do where we talk about a person, a place, or a thing, a subject, whatever it is. And the three of us here in the studio tonight are going to decide whether that thing is a winner or a pretender. But to start it off, True, I want to talk about this past week. man. Okay. In okay. our personal life. First of all, how you doing, bro? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself, brother? Uh, well, we'll talk about that here in a second, man. We'll talk about that here shortly in a second. But uh, for those of you who did not know, Marcus and I were involved in a flag football game. Right. That uh, happened on Friday. Mm-hmm. And uh, we went down to Microsoft. We were invited out there by the leadership team at Microsoft. Shout out to Microsoft, by the way, for having us out there. It was like a big festival event that they had. Yeah, they got a beautiful campus, man. They really take care of their employees. They had barbecue going. They had, uh, of course, they had bouncy houses for the kids. And then they had the... uh, the little game going on the side. T, I'm gonna let you start it though. Well, because no, well, I mean, uh, it was the game going on on the side, but it was. I think they were doing something like to raise awareness, like you know, being health conscious, and because I saw they had some other flag football games going on before us. But we had a, uh, we were involved in a, I guess you would call it an exhibition, mm-hmm. an exhibition, and um, they invited us out, and it was a team full of professional athletes, and right. they called it the Pros versus the Joes. And uh, when they put this thing together, I didn't know whether I was going to be on the team with the pros or the Joes because right. I'm not a pro, right? You a celebrity, though, T, so you got to <laughs> – everybody uh, want to see T holler. Allegedly, right? Right. So um, when I see the roster of guys – and I want you guys out there to listen and, and feel me when I tell this story, guys. I see the roster. That's Marcus Trufant, of course. And then there's a guy by the name of Sidney Rice. I know all of you Seahawks fans remember Sidney Rice. Incredible athlete, six foot four, wide receiver, uh, still in great physical shape. Uh, we had your brother, mm-hmm. Isaiah Trufant. Right. We had Hamza Abdullah, who mm-hmm. played safety for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Go Cougs. Go Cougs. He's also mm-hmm. a Coug. Uh, MK. M. Cristo Bruce. M. Cristo Bruce. Yep. He played uh, for, was it Jacksonville? The Jacksonville Jaguars. And he's a Coug, too. He's a so, Coug yeah. as well. Uh, Jawan Hooker, who's a gold medal, a hundred meter dash runner. Yeah. Um, who else did we have? Rod, uh, uh, Rod Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, Reggie Jones. Reggie yeah, Jones. Yeah. Reggie Jones, who won a Super Bowl with the New Orleans Saints. Mm-hmm. And they had T. Holla. Yeah. I, I think we had us. 
Oh, my brother Mario yeah. Bailey, the all-time greatest wide receiver in the history of UW, was there playing as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, of course, I, what a, I'm not going to be the same. And we had T. Holler. We had T. Holler. We had T. Holler show up out there. So, I didn't want to be, I'm not going to be the sucker that shows up there and, and doesn't show and prove, right? Right. So, I mean, you give your interpretation. When you got out there, true, you saw everybody warming up, stretching. They had bands and all kind of foam roller pads. Right. Well, um, as I walked up, I got nervous. It was more of a crowd than I thought, and everybody looked like they was really out there going 100%. So I brought some uh, turf shoes, but I brought cleats as well. So I figured I put my cleats on. It looked kind of serious, and I brought my little uh, – I brought my bands to warm up my hips and everything so I could turn and go and do all the things I need to do to be able to show up for my team. So I came in, I got a little sweat going, I got a little lather going. I wanted to be ready for the game. And I think all the pros, I think uh, I think we came out there and we approached it as a real game. It was pretty funny to see, but uh, I think we was all locked in. Yeah, I know you guys were locked in. Cause so I, I came out there as well. So I'm, I don't want to be the sucker. See, here's the thing. I, I know everybody knows me. Because most of you guys are retired and young, and you, you weren't around playing when I was, you know, coming up. And so I know everybody was thinking, you know, T. Holla, you know, he's just the dude on the radio to talk, the little short jokey jokey guy, la, 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 la. And the true, I fell for True's, uh, uh, you know, egg and all. True was like, oh, man, I can't wait to see what T do out here. I gave him that gas. I gave him that full service. I did, T. I kind of gassed you up you a did. little bit. But you, you was ready me. to go, though. You gassed me up, yeah. man. I thought you looked good, brother. Okay, <laughs> so I did. So at, at the end of the day, so we get out there, and um, I'm playing hard, man. I played hard, true. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah. Uh, d- <laughs> I mean, to tell the truth, you man, did play I played hard. hard. Yeah, yeah. You had a couple touchdowns, right? I had a couple yeah. touchdowns. Sidney Rice is throwing me the ball. Of course, anybody that's out there listening, you an average Joe, you get around some of these professional athletes, you get a chance to do your thing. You probably gonna show out, even though. So, like I said, I had the I had the evil Terry on one shoulder. And the good Terry on the other shoulder. The good Terry on one shoulder was like, man, just go have speed. You know, you haven't done this in 17, 18 years. Just take it easy. Make it home to the family. The evil Terry was like, show these fools, man. Show them. My time to shine. Yeah. So (laughs) I did. I want to show it out. And my long story short is, I tore my leg up, man. I tore my leg up, Seattle. I tore my leg up, barbershop, badly. I I hit the turf. Couple times, I, I did a tuck and roll. My leg stuck in the ground, and my body kept going. And um, oh, Lord, yeah, and I limped off. I and- got a video, y'all. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a post a video on Twitter in a second. I'm gonna let y'all see how T. Holler came into the studio today after the flag football extravaganza. But uh, T. said he caught a couple of touchdowns, but he failed to say that he actually dropped a couple of touchdowns that was thrown right to him in his hands. I know he might blame it on the sun. It was a beautiful day, but uh, yes, he did drop two touchdowns, maybe three. And uh, in, anyways, and then we're not talking about that. We're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the two touchdowns I did have. But my point is, I got I was hurt so bad that at first I thought I was just sore because I haven't done it in a long time. So on my way home, it was hard to drive. I stopped. I Googled on the side of I Googled, like, I, I know they have these cryotherapy sessions where you can go inside this little booth and it freezes you to recuperate your muscles instantly. And so I pulled into one, true. I, I went into one and they dropped, your, they dropped the temperature to 250 degrees. And I was like, I got to do something because I can't even drive my car. So I went and did that. That didn't work. And so I spent the rest of the weekend just miserable, man. And so finally... I just went to the doctor. I went to the doctor on Monday, and they were like, yeah, we need you to go in and get an X-ray <laughs> and a CT scan and because uh, we think you might have done some serious damage in here. Long story short, I just got the crutches. I was like, nah, I got the crutches, but I also got some pain pills. <laughs> so so my point is, if anything happens tonight, man, we're going to blame it on the pain pills. If anything goes wrong, true. Or if you say anything out of line, just blame it on the pills. We're gonna blame it on the pills. Pill pill. yep. right. So just that's the lesson for tonight, y'all. Tonight is the Percocet show. Uh, <laughs> Molly, but no, whoa, whoa, whoa. Anything, if anything happens, we're gonna blame it on that. So uh, that's the heads up. Uh, True, you're gonna post a video. Anyways, I know you did something else this weekend, True. You floated the river. Yes, I did a thing uh, 
with Bud Light that's actually called uh, Keep America Beautiful. They got a little pan- uh, a campaign going on to where they're going around and they're cleaning up, um, you know, areas trying to make America beautiful. Uh, even around the tailgates and stuff like that, it's always cans. It's all types of stuff that's less, uh, left behind. So I was invited down to Oregon to uh, come around and clean up the S- Sandy River down there in Oregon. And before, uh, that was first. So we walked around for about an hour. There was probably about uh, 50 of us or so. And we walked around, cleaned up, picked up all types of trash and stuff around the river. Mm-hmm. Saw some shoes, saw some clothes, <laughs> saw some drawers. So I, it, it appeared that some skinny dipping had been going on. You know, I was the first to bring it to everybody's attention. And the people that was involved, they agreed. So I guess it goes down in uh, Portland, Oregon. But uh, <laughs> it was a, a, a great event, man. And then after we cleaned up, we all got together. We all got in our... Uh, rafts and we got to float the river man and that was like three and a half hours in the sun on the water it was beautiful it was real chill i was with a great group and i really had a good time man matter of fact i saw you this is what i was gonna say i saw you on social media and I saw you floating down the river. You had your shirt off and you had your little uh, flip-flop hat on yeah. and your shades and you had a little brew, man. It felt like you were really in touch with your inner coog. That's what I'm going to call it right now, the inner coog. Inner coog. Go coog. That's what it was. So yeah. it was a good time, though. You had a good time. You got the chance to clean up the river. It was a solid time, man. It was good. It was a great group of people. You know, when you get around people that want to help the earth and who want to improve the environment, man. It's a nice little vibe. It's uh, a great conversation. So I really enjoyed my time. Cool. Another thing that's coming up here for the barbershop that uh, True has been heavily involved in for 13 years is the True Front Family Foundation bowling event. I want to talk about that a little bit, True. Yes, man. That's an event, uh, just like you said, we've been doing for the last 13 years. Uh, If you want some more information on how to get involved, you can go to truefontfamilyfoundation.com, but um, every year it's been a host of guys to come out to support it. Uh, if you got Seahawk legends like uh, you got guys like Walter Jones, you got Lawyer Malloy, you got Jordan Babineau, and uh, I get a host of the current guys that come out too. I've had uh, Doug Baldwin out, I've had uh, Richard Sherman out, I've had KJ Wright out. So, uh, you even had Marshawn out. I remember a couple of years I've seen Marshawn in the building. I have had the beast mode in the building. So it's a great event, man. It's great for the kids. It's great for the 12s. Everybody really has a good time. And all the uh, proceeds, they go to benefit the youth and education. We have a, a bunch of youth programs in our foundation. We have a scholarship program. So it all goes to that, man. It's a great cause. Yeah, and again, we can find that at... TrueFontFamilyFoundation.com. Right. And we'll also have the link on the Barbershop Twitter page. Go to Barbershop Show underscore. You can find that information there. It is the Barbershop Show tonight here with T. Holla and Marcus Trufont. And uh, if you guys missed it uh, earlier, we talked about playing flag football this past Friday. Marcus and I played flag football and I injured myself. And tonight I am under the influence. So if something happens, don't blame me. Yo, Percocet. Blame that Percocet. <laughs> when we come back, though, we're going to talk about the big fake that took place this past weekend. McGregor and Mayweather. You're going to hear about it here, what you and I think about, only on Sports Radio 950 KJR. Kimmy Klein with a check on the drive. South and I-5 at South 188th. An earlier crash was blocking a couple right lanes. It quickly cleared it to the right shoulder, thank goodness. But eastbound State Route 900 near Skyway, an accident near 129th is causing delays in both directions. And it's still pretty tough getting out of Bellevue. South on 405 from northeast 8th off and on to the Kennedale Hill. And still busy around the five curves south and I-5 through the Enchanted Parkway. This support brought to you by Community Transit. Can you maintain it? Community Transit is hiring diesel and automotive mechanics right now. Earn great pay and benefits for your family. Family and work in a state-of-the-art shop. Visit communitytransit.org slash mechanics. Sports Radio 950 KJR Traffic. Now back to the Barbershop, brought to you by Trufant Auto Detail and by the Trufant Family Foundation on Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. Welcome back to the Barbershop Show here on Sports Radio 950 KJR. It's me, T. Holla, my man Marcus Trufant in the building, and we are bringing you all the stuff that we've been going on in the world for the last seven days. There's so much stuff to catch up with. We're glad that you guys joined us. Whether you're here locally in Seattle listening to us on 950 KJR AM or around the world on the iHeartRadio app, thank you all for being here with us. You know, during the last break, I had a chance to uh, go out in the hallway and I uh, 
eat some delicious barbecue mm. provided by my friends from Carolina Smoke Barbecue mm. in Bothell. Mm. And as I was, as I was enjoying this delectable piece of finely smoked meat, I started choking. True, I was choking and I didn't have nothing to drink. I was running around. I didn't know. I didn't know what was going on. I couldn't understand why I was choking, and I I realized what because I'm because of what I'm on. Yo. It's because I'm on that Percocet, man. If you guys weren't listening to the last segment, I hurt myself last weekend. Yeah, you showed nothing. I hurt myself badly playing flag football with some ex-professional football players. And uh, I got to tell y'all, man, I will never, ever do it again. I'm done. I've retired. You know who I want to give a shout out to? T. I know you, uh, of course, you hurt yourself, all that. And, you know, <laughs> I feel bad for you, of course. Oh, but you do. let's talk about the gentlemen from the Microsoft team. I felt like they came out there and they kind of did their thing. It was a they lot it, it was a lot more intense than, you know, I was thinking. I was kind of thinking a bunch of guys with their pocket protectors and, uh, you know, mm. of course, their glasses and all that. But they, they came to play. Yes. <laughs> they did. It was intense. And you know what? I knew that was going to happen because – and this is – me being – because I'm a normal average Joe. And this is what I know. If I knew for a fact that I was going to be out there playing against some of the guys that I looked up to and analyzed and I watch every Sunday – and I feel like I might have had an athletic bone in my body at some point in time. I'm like, I'm gonna go show out. I'm gonna go so I can put these guys. I'm gonna put Marcus Trufant on my resume. I'm gonna be like, yes, guess what? <laughs> I burned Marcus Trufant. He's not that good. Yeah. Marcus, you know Sidney Rice. His name was overrated. I I took him <laughs> out in the Microsoft flag football game. Right. He couldn't even. I knew that was gonna happen. So that's why I was like. I'm not going to be the weak link on my team. I'm not going to be the reason why everybody's like, man, we got beat by the Microsoft nerds because T, man. And T you see what weak. happened, though, T. Yeah, I know what happened. You know what happened? What? Yo, Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey. Miley Perkinsons. Hey. Perkinsons. Perkinsons. happy, baby. <laughs> You know what else uh, happened this weekend, though, True. The big fight that the entire world was waiting for. It was the world of boxing meets the world of MMA. The two biggest trash talkers of all time, Floyd Mayweather, Conor McGregor. All the talking went out the window. They met in the square circle on Saturday night. And it was, I got to be honest with you guys out there. It was more entertaining than I thought, True. It was more entertaining than I expected it to be. I would definitely agree with you, T. I was, uh, I was definitely excited about the fight, just leading up to it, all the trash talk and all that. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a boxing guy. I, I really get into the boxing matches. Uh, I'm a pretty chill guy, pretty reserved. But when a boxing match comes on, you know, I lose my voice. I'm mm. shouting. I'm screaming at the TV. I'm the guy that's standing up in the room and is, is saying all types of foolishness. But I was really into this, and, you know, before you go any further than that, I want you to keep the train of thought where you go. Because I want to go here with you. Okay. Because right after the fight, I made a post on my social media. And I know that you stopped in Tacoma, Lakewood, to watch the fight, right? Yes. With your boys. Mm Mm-hmm. So this is what I said. I said to all of my friends listening and watching and reading, at least once in your life, you need to watch a, a championship boxing match with a room full of black people. If nothing else in life, you need to watch it with a room full of black people. And I said, because it's one of the most entertaining, exciting, irritating, nerve wracking, <laughs> bothersome, educational moments you'll ever have in your life. Yeah. Now, can you vouch for that? Like, in a room, you're yeah. going to have 100 people all talking to the TV, mm-hmm. all talking to each other, and everybody's an expert on everything boxing. Everybody's an expert. I'm calling out rules. I don't really know the rules. I'm talking about, no, Conor McGregor can't do that. 
He's holding them. He's grabbing them. And this oh, and that. hell no. Hell no. And then I got my guys talking about they've been doing that since the beginning of boxing. And you don't know what you're talking about. So, you know, I stand up. I stand up because a lot uh -huh. of my dudes is bigger than me. So, you know what I'm saying? I'm not just going to sit down and let you talk down to me. I stand up and uh -huh. I get loud. <laughs> So, you know what I'm saying? But it, it was very entertaining. But I was going to say, T, at the beginning of the fight, I was really uneasy. I was nervous because yes. I felt like Mayweather, he was really uncomfortable. And I know he he said that that was a part of the plan and he was waiting and this and that. But I was I was very uncomfortable those first couple rounds. You know what? I was in the same boat. And that's where I, that's why I had to write that post. Because uh, my brothers were in the room and my, my, my younger brother, Tori, he was like... Man, Mayweather got this, man. Look at him. Old boy got his hands down the whole time. He's going to get plugged in his face. Watch what's going to happen. I'm like, I'm going to, man. He's losing every round. Every round. Floyd is, he's not even throwing any punches. My brother's like, right. watch. Watch what I tell you. You're going to come. You're going to get that business. And I was like, all right. And I was just quiet. And come like round six, doop, doop, doop. He started teeing off on him. And and it was it was exactly like he said. Then he called my brother. I told you that's what was gonna happen. I told you. Yeah, but six rounds was kind of late though. I, it, I was yeah. expecting maybe three or four, and then you turn the gas on. But I, to be honest, I think Floyd was a little bit uncomfortable, and he was shocked by how awkward that Connor was, and he was kind of yes. stepping around. It looked nasty to me, and he's doing the like he wasn't punching with the front of his fist. He's using the bottom like yeah, a hammer, like hitting a him in the back of the head. It was kind of... That's MMA style. That's what they do. I don't even know if they do that in MMA. They, I just, they slap a little bit. They don't do the pound <laughs> like that, though. It's like you playing that one do. game. I think they do. That's called like the hammer. Cheese, the, the, uh, the whack a mole Yeah, come on, man. You can't do that, bro. <laughs> I am told from my sources that it is called the hammer fist. The hammer fist. Yes, okay. thank you. Uh, text us here at the station, 49451. Let us know what you think about this fight. Thank you for the for the message. It's called the hammer fist. Okay. It looked like I just learned the, it looked like the pity pat fist because right, it didn't yeah. look like it was hurting, but it just looked lame. It was cheating. It was, he cheating. was cheating. My question is real quick. I don't know. We got to get to a break, but I got a few questions about the thing. I'm not gonna get to them all, but you know, you you thought Floyd wasn't doing enough action in the beginning of the fight. I thought the same thing, but when you look back on it now, if you look back in hindsight. Do you feel like he was ever in danger of losing the fight? Um, I was just nervous because I'm not Floyd, of course, and Floyd is the master. He's the best in the world um, at doing what he does. So I was just wanting to see more. I was afraid that if it keeps going like this, that he may lose in points. And right. I know he had a plan, and I don't feel like he was ever in danger of getting knocked out or anything like that. But I was just looking at the points because I didn't see him doing a lot in the beginning. But, of course – He's the best, and he had a plan, and he made it happen. You know, at the end of the day, here's what I look at. I think, you know, before the fight, Conor McGregor was a, a rich man. He was already a rich man. Mm -hmm. After the fight, Floyd May Mayweather made him a wealthy man. Right. And from this day forward, he will be a wealthy man. I'm excited to see. Well, I don't even know if I'm excited. I'm just interested to see where his career is going to go now. Does he, like after you take a hundred million dollar payday, do you go back to getting beat in your face with bare knuckles for like a million dollars? I don't even think. Well, him maybe is probably making a million. I'm not sure, but the, what I know. I, yeah. yeah, but I know the payday in um, the UFC is a lot lighter than what he just made, and uh, I don't think he can. Well, as far as the boxing, I think he got a lot. Uh, to go to yeah. be good in boxing. I don't think yeah. if he fought anybody else that's a, a straightforward type of boxer, like a Canelo or somebody like that, I think it would have been he over. And yeah, he wouldn't even have a chance. Yeah. And we want to hear from you guys. What do you guys think about the big fight? 49451. What did you think? Was it a waste of time? Was it more entertaining than you thought? Let us know here at the barbershop. When we come back, we're going to talk about the tragedy that's taking place down in Texas, what we feel about that situation, and also a little bit of college football as well. It's T and True. Only in the barbershop on Sports Radio 950 KJR. True Fine Auto Detail is the right fit for anyone with a full schedule but appreciates a clean vehicle. Whether you're going to practice, going to close a deal, or just out on date night, a dirty car will only slow you down. True Fine Auto Detail was trusted by my hometown Seattle Seahawks to keep their cars in Pro Bowl shape. And you should too. Go ahead and book today at truefineautodetail.com. Now back to the Barbershop, brought to you by Trufant Auto Detail and by the Trufant Family Foundation on Seattle Sports Radio 950, KJR.
Welcome back to the Barbershop Show here on Sports Radio 950 KJR. It's T. Holler, Marcus True Final. We are hanging out on a beautiful Seattle night. It's about 7.06 on the dial. True, I sound like I'm really about to kick it into some smooth music, right? Hey, baby, it's coming in, coming in strong, though. 7.06 on the dial. All right. Beautiful Sunday, Saturday, Sunday. In Seattle, playing the best hits, your favorite hits, Kendrick Lamar. You over there singing along with it, Marcus. (laughs) Of course you are. (laughs) Thank everybody for joining us, man. Whether you're listening on 950 here in Seattle or on the iHeartRadio app across the world, we appreciate you joining us. It's Marcus and T, and uh, we having a lot of fun here talking about all the stuff that has taken place over the last seven days in the world, in our world. And uh, even though it's the Barbershop Show, it's not the Barbershop Show tonight. I'm calling it the Percocet Show. Mm. You know why I'm calling it that, right? Why is that, T? Because I got hurt, man. I got hurt last Friday badly trying to keep up with these young bucks, man. Flag football game that we played, pros versus the Joes against Microsoft leadership team. And Terry wanted to show out. And Mm. Terry hurt himself. And so Terry had to go to the hospital. And Terry had the x-rays and the CT scan and the crutches. And now I'm on the pain pills. Yo, so if we go off the rails here tonight, that's because of that. I feel like I got to take a little bit of the blame, T. I kind of, I feel like I pumped you up a little bit. Like I was, you know, I know you grown and everything, but I no, gave you a little bit of gas. And you, you did. And for the plays you did make, you know, I was impressed. I was I, impressed. I appreciate that. Listen yeah. to me. That's all I need, man. <laughs> that right there it was all is worth all it. Huh? I need, man. And all of you guys out there who used to be athletes in high school or college, wherever you were, you feel my pain. Text me, 49451. You probably ended the game that you love, whether it's basketball, football, soccer, whatever it is. You probably didn't end on your own terms. You probably wanted to continue playing. You probably felt like you had some gas in your tank still, right? Mm-hmm. And you always told yourself, man, if I just got that one chance, I know I can play with those guys. I know you. You feel me? 49451, let me know you on my side with this because that's how I've been feeling for 20 years. And then God gave me this one opportunity to go out there and compete with the best of the best of the best, Marcus. I feel like you did it, T.I. Of the best. I got a chance. I got my one shot. Do not miss your chance to blow. That's what they told me. Mm. And so I went out there and did it, true. Eminem, huh? You I did. Get you. I did. You got to own it, right? And you know what the end result was, right? What? Yo, Percocet, Miley Percocet, Miley Percocet. One thing I'm not going to be doing, I'm not going to try to compete with the professionals at your bowling tournament, True, which is taking place October 2nd at Acme Bowling in Billiards. You could get... Uh, Get involved. More information at TrufantFamilyFoundation.com. We got all the info right there. Come out. It's going to be great. It's going to be a great event. It always is. Yep. And actually, you can find some information. If you don't go to, we definitely want you to go to TrufantFamilyFoundation.com. Mm-hmm. But if you just want to go to Twitter, you can follow us at Barbershop Show underscore. Mm-hmm. Barbershop Show underscore. And you can find the information there as well. Yes. Um, and you could also find uh, Terry's video of him on his crutches. Oh, yeah, that's so cool to see. (laughs) That is so cool to see. Hey, we would be remiss if we didn't talk about this subject here, uh, the tragedy that has stricken the Gulf Coast uh, down in Texas. Uh, Hurricane Harvey has hit land and wreaked havoc on the entire southern coast of the United States. Uh, Hurricane Harvey has now broken the United States record for rainfall in a single storm. So far, it's dumped Mm. about... 52 inches of rain in parts of Texas. And uh, look at some of the coastal cities down there like Beaumont and Port Arthur, which our boy Jordan Babineau and his family is from Port Arthur. Yeah. Um, They got pummeled. They got 26 inches of rain within 24 hours, which is a record. And it's still raining. And basically they're saying those two cities alone are underwater, true. And I think you you turn on the TV and you see these complete cities underwater. It is absolutely insane, man. Yeah, man, it's crazy. It's a lot going on down there. And you, uh, I got a lot of family in New Orleans, so they go through a lot of this as well, man. And um, and just when you see the videos and stuff on social media, you see it on the news, it's hard to to even imagine 
trying to get through the water and trying to get rescued. And then when you got your kids with you and all that kind of stuff is it's crazy. It's like almost something you see in a movie. So um, I really feel for those people down there, man. And um, I just want to tell them to hold their head, man, and fight through. Just yeah. keep fighting through. You, you, and you look at what I, what I think is, is um, you know, you see a tragedy like this happen and uh, you see some of the worst things that you could ever, ever, ever hope to or imagine to see. Um, you know, the, the loss of life, the loss of property, the loss of everything that these people hold dear and value on this earth is just gone. Uh, but on the flip side of that, the silver lining out of the whole thing is you also get a chance to see what this country is all about. Man. Right. And I know it, over the past couple of weeks and the past couple of months, there's been a lot of hate. There's been a lot of animosity. There's been a lot of, you know, uh, just discord in our country. And you get a chance to see people come out and help each other simply because they're Americans and they're, you know, you want to help your fellow American. You don't want to see another human being in those circumstances and, and hurt and, and just completely devastated by this storm. And so you see people coming from all across the country, not just other Texans, not just right. coming from other parts of Texas. You got people coming from as far as New York and, and California and Washington and, and all across the country to lend a hand and help these people. And I think that's just an incredible thing. True. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, it just shows you the power of, uh, of, just the things that could really be done if we really put our minds to it and we put the foolishness aside. So um, I think that's big time. And it just shows you the power of the media and it's going to pull at your heart. And speaking of that, you got uh, Mr. Joel Osteen. They say that people that the uh, Twitter and social media has tugged at him and made him have a change of heart. I don't know how first, true it is. Or, first of all, yeah, before right. you even go there, because a lot of people might not even, you, right. you listen to KJR, we have a bunch of heathens that don't, you know, <laughs> <laughs> right. you know, they might not know who he is. He is one of the biggest, uh, he runs one of the biggest mega churches in the world. Televangelist. Televangelist, yes. yes. He has a giant church down there in Houston, Texas. But Giant church down there. They said it was a 606,000 square foot mega church. And at first, um, I guess for the first couple of days, uh, the doors were not open uh, to the public for people to seek refuge and stuff like that. And then after some backlash on uh, Twitter and social media, those doors were uh, those doors were open back up. So, but um, Joel came out himself, and a spokesman from the church said that the church had flooding itself. So there was reasons. It was this, that, and the third. But now they're taking a bunch of people in. But uh, that just goes to show you the power of social media. If that's the reason why they open the doors up, I don't know. I'm not going to say for a fact, but uh, I think it's a good thing that it's happening now. And that's really all I'm concerned about. The people are getting the shelter that they need. So that's big. Exactly. Exactly. And that, that, that leads me to the next question I have for you, True. Because again, you said the social media really put the pressure on Joel to open his doors if, mm-hmm. if they you know now he says they were open the entire time but we know that they probably weren't but the social media and 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 this the, the inquisitions from everybody out there in the public really pushed him to, to go the extra mile right and now he's got you know the entire church filled with people they have provisions for everyone and it's and it's a good look there's been a lot of public shaming or I don't even know what you call it, tragedy shaming or or pushing people to feel shame so they do something uh, else extra. Like, for instance, Kevin Hart. Everybody knows Kevin Hart as the the top comedian in the world right now. He, you know, he's a guy that made a gazillion dollars off his, his comedy stand-ups, his movies, and his social media presence is out of this world. And at the onset of this tragedy, he went on social media and challenged all the celebrities, all mm. the A-list celebrities to come out of their pocket and donate, give money. He said, I'm giving, I think he said $50,000. I challenge you, Rock. I challenge you, so-and-so. I challenge all these people mm. to do that. How do you feel about... Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. 
That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Public shaming of people to, to, to give money. Well, um, I think everybody's different. I think everybody has a different role. But me, personally, I don't necessarily... Uh, I don't necessarily agree with that. I think everybody has the calling and everybody does different things. Everybody has a different way of doing stuff. So even though you may call those people out, those people may not want to be noticed for doing that. A lot of people don't like being at the front. They'd rather take a back seat and just do their uh, due and just let them on the and just be blessed like that. They don't need the praise from people and all kind of stuff like that. So I've always kind of believed in it like that. But just like uh, I said, uh, there is a, a spot for that, for people to promote that and, and to push people or to challenge people to do that. So I don't have a problem with it, but I just know in my case, that's not really my style. Well, they say, you know, you, you look at someone like Beyonce, who calls Houston her home. She was born and raised there. She, you know, whenever she's out doing her thing, she's she's a Houston girl. H-Town. You know, H-Town. You know, that's right. Beyonce. They, Ten toes was, down. <laughs> exactly <laughs> true. Right. So they were like, why Why hasn't Beyonce done more? Why haven't they done that? And I just, I, I kind of question that. You know, why you can't question what somebody else does with their money, number one, uh, especially if it's not coming from, you know, it's not a public, you're not right. a public figure like a, a, a government official or something like right. that. Um, that's number one. I, I, got, I can understand you wanting them to do something more. And second of all, how do you know she's not doing it? I was it? just she, about to say that. She don't have to be on TV screaming from the rooftop, I did this for Houston and this is how much I did, this is how much I'm putting down. Big time people like that, they would rather not do that. Uh, they'd rather just help. Right. And that's, yeah. and that's good enough. And I they think don't need the enough. accolades and the praise. You just help and you do it your way. And even if she's been doing it all year, she's been donating to certain places to get ready for situations like this. And um, I feel like she's done her job. Yeah. Now, here, I want, there's another guy who makes Houston his home right now. And it's the rapper Master P. You guys remember Master P, right? Right. Um, now, I'm about to, uh, I was looking online today. And I was looking at all the various, you know, coverage of the hurricane tragedy and this Kevin Hart calling people out and people's response, celebrities' responses to it. And I came across Master P. Um, now, I don't want anybody to, <laughs> to think I'm making light of this tragedy. But you know, true, as black people, this is what we do, man. We, when we, get, when we get lemons, we make lemonade, man. Right. We, we got tragedy. We find the humor in certain things. And... I just want to see if you guys can find the humor in what Master P says about being called out by Kevin Hart. I need you guys to listen closely to Master P. I'm blessed that Kevin Hart made a donation, but I feel like he don't have to do that because it's not necessary. I mean, a lot of people are going to do what they want to do. It's their money. I mean, we made a, a, a synapsis, uh We made a synapsis donation, but, I mean, it really don't matter what. What kind of donations did Master P make, True, A synopsis? Uh, uh, a synopsis? We got to rewind. I'm sorry. We just want to know what kind of donation you made, Master P. I'm blessed that Kevin Hart made a donation, but I feel like he don't have to do that because it's not necessary. I mean, a lot of people are going to do what they want to do. It's their money. I mean, we made a, a, a synopsis. Uh, we made a synopsis donation, but, I mean, it really don't matter what it is as long as you give it from your heart. I like it though. I like it, Master P. I know from time to time I get country too, and I, you know, I can't get my words out. I know we out here, right? But I feel him at the same time. He's saying that Kevin Hart. Of course, it's a blessing that he did that, but that does not mean that he needs to call out certain individuals. But I, I say at the same time, I say there is a place for that. So somebody got to do it, and some that may push somebody to do something that they weren't going to do because he called him out. So I feel it. So I think Master P, he don't got to be as sensitive about it. Just uh, just give his type of donation that he was going to give or that he did give the uh, synopsis. Oh, hell no. Hell no. And just go forward with it. But I think it's love, though. I think it's love on both sides. I do. I think I, and right. I do. And again, yeah. I make light of the situation because I think we just needed a little, a little moment to have a, a laugh, you know, because laughter is good for the soul, good for the spirit. And uh, I just say, keep doing your thing. We are rocking with you, Houston. We are rocking with you, South Texas. 
we hope that everybody remains safe and we hope that everybody you know they do their part if they can just give a little bit to the red cross and and make sure that you know these people down in texas our fellow americans are being taken care of hey when we come back though we're gonna play a game here in the studio called winners and pretenders we're gonna give off a list of things people situations and we're gonna determine whether those things are winners or pretenders. It's the Barbershop Show. It's the Percocet Show. Yo, Percocet, yeah. Percocet. Here on Sports Radio 950 Percocet, KJR. Yeah. The Trufant Family Percocet. Foundation is dedicated to Percocet. enriching the community by empowering the youth to excel both in academics and sports. Created by me, Marcus Trufant, in 2003, we have helped hundreds of kids in the Pacific Northwest and beyond. Our mission is simple. Let's make dreams come true for the disadvantaged children in our area. We believe all children deserve a chance to achieve greatness. For more information or to donate, head over to Trufant Family Foundation. Now back to the Barbershop, brought to you by Trufant Auto Detail and by the Trufant Family Foundation on Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. Welcome back to the Barbershop Show here on Sports Radio 950 KJR. It's me, T. Holla. My man Marcus Trufant, aka True. Yeah. Oh, you got real <laughs> ghetto with him right there. <laughs> That's trapping. Buh, buh, buh. You could be like the permanent ad libber on every rapper's CD right now. Hey, but that's it. But that's all they do, right? That's it. Brrrr. No, you got to do it. Skirt. Yeah. 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 Skirt. Yeah. Nah, baby, I mess with the new joints, though. I know you do. I know you do. I like the new joints. I know you do. That's why you you keep me feeling young. And you the reason, once again, (laughs) why I'm feeling the way I am right now on these crutches, because you had me out there trying to compete with these young bucks playing flag football last Friday. Hey, man, look good on you, T. It might have looked good, but it don't feel good, man. Mm. It don't feel... Well, I take that back. It does kind of feel good now, because... Yo, Percocet, Miley Percocet, Hey. <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys for joining us and hanging out with us here in the barbershop. And thank you guys for your text messages. One in particular I want to read on the air because he hasn't seen it yet is directed towards my co-host here, Marcus oh. Trufant. Oh, oh. From the 206, it says, hey, True, have you ever been told that you sound like Manny Fresh from the Big Timers? Hey, whoa, hey, huh? I put that Hood Rich album on and immediately thought I was listening to the barbershop. Can we get a Gator Boots with the pimped out Gucci suits from you? That would be the best drop KJR has. So true. Can you hit us with a Gator? Can you hit it? I don't really know the words. Gator Boots with a pimped out Gucci suit. Ain't got no job, <laughs> but I'm still fly. <laughs> got everything in my, my mama name. <laughs> so my question is, if you if that makes you Manny Fresh, that makes me babe, baby, right? Oh, Birdman. Man, you don't want to be Birdman, do you? You dog all right. I do not want to be Birdman. Oh, hell no. Hell no. But what we do. <laughs> is y'all done or y'all finished? <laughs> I think we are finished. <laughs> hey, listen, we are going to play this game that we like to play here from time to time. It's called Winners or Pretenders. And that's when we talk about a person, a place, a subject, a topic. And we as a group in here decide whether that thing, that person, that idea is a winner or it's a pretender. Mm. Now, since there's only two of us, there is always a third voice. Now, our new guy back there behind the board, Nate Diggity Dog. I don't, that ain't even your nickname. I just made it up just now. Nathaniel. It's, it's Nathaniel. Nathaniel. Nathaniel, what's up back there? What's up? You have never played Winners or Pretenders with us. No, man. I have not. So you have to be ready tonight to be a deciding voice in this game here. So we're going to talk about a, a various, a, a variety of subjects, and we're going to si- decide as a group if that thing is a winner or a pretender. You ready? Mm-hmm. All right. All right, guys, let's get it started. The first on the list of winners and pretenders, Floyd Mayweather. Now, Floyd Mayweather said after his bout with Conor McGregor this past weekend that this is absolutely, undoubtedly, unquestionably his last boxing match. He's never stepping in the ring again, no matter what. I don't care what you say. 
Stick a needle in his eye. Cross his heart, hope to die. <laughs> <laughs> True. Yes. Do you believe Floyd Mayweather when he says that? Is that statement a winner or is that statement a pretender? Ah, that's a hard one, T. I like how you came to me first, though. So you know, you, I got you. You know what? Um, Floyd is a businessman. He's made a lot of money, and um, I know he has some great investments going, and he, he's doing a lot of great things. So um, I think this is his last fight. I think Ooh. that he's going to cross over, and he, he has a bunch of people on the money team that are fighters and this and that. So I think he's going to transition into being more of a boss and trying to bring up the next uh, up-and-coming champion. Oh, okay. And he has a couple guys on mm-hmm. his table. You're right. Okay, I get that. Uh, Nathania. Yes. What do you think that about that statement? Floyd Mayweather says he's absolutely done with boxing, never stepping in the ring again, never lacing up the gloves, not going to participate in the sweet science as a participant ever again. Is that statement a winner statement or is that statement pretending to you? I think if someone said to him, hey, you want to make $300 million? He'd be like, sure, who do I got to beat, you know, <laughs> in a minute? Like, because the thing is, like, you know, this was easy for him. I think he kind of knew. I think he was a little bit surprised on how good he was. But I think he knew he was going to go into this, win $300 million, and he could say he retired. But if someone's like, hey, you want to fight so-and-so? Here's $300 million. I'm like, ah, sure. Mm-hmm. You know, people are calling him the greatest boxer of all time now at this point. It's like, hey, you want to come out of retirement and make $300 million and fight some new upcomer? Ah, so. mm, okay. So I got a mm. uh, pretender from Nathania. Okay. True, you think the statement is a winner of a statement. You think yep. he's going to stay retired. Yep. Yes, I do. He is 50 and 0. He is 40 years old. Mm-hmm. Most boxers don't box past 40 years old. Unless you be hop. Yeah, unless you be hop and you just want to go get a check and get your face pummeled. <laughs> and you don't care about, you know, don't care being about able to teeth. speak you your care. teeth or nothing. <laughs> you, you don't care how your face looks, none of that. But Floyd is a pretty boy, you know. I mean, he that's what they used to call him, right? Pretty boy Floyd. So he likes to, he wants to make sure he's, he's in good health. Um, All that being said, Floyd likes money. He likes money more than anything in the world. I think, honestly, I think Floyd likes money more than he likes being 50 and 0. I just honestly believe that. I think he's that kind of a businessman. And I think if somebody approached him with the right offer, with the right amount of money, he would definitely box again. Now, the fact that I don't think that there's anybody out there that's, you know, will, will garner that type of payday that he's looking for, that's a different subject. But I think that if somebody were to offer him Another $300 million paycheck, he would absolutely box again. So for that true, mm-hmm. I'm going to say that statement is pretending. So it's two to one. Him retiring for good. Oh, yes, I'm the great pretender. That's a pretender, bro. Well, let's think about it, though. <laughs> wait, 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 think wait. about it yeah, now. Yeah, wait, I got to come back, though. So you say if a young up-and-comer was to come out. Floyd is not going to take a fight that he could potentially lose now. Well, I didn't say that he would do that. But I know, he, but that's the only way that the He'd take Connor again, though. I bet if Connor was like, hey, yeah. I want a rematch, he'd take it in an instant. For the right money, you doggone right. I don't right know if would. the fans, I don't think, I don't want to see that. And I'm a boxing fan. I don't, I don't want to see that. Nobody asked you yeah, what well, you want to see. I'm asking myself. That wasn't a winner to pretend <laughs> <laughs> Hell no, I don't want to see that. <laughs> you know what? I, I mean, I don't know if I want to see it either. But the truth is, I'm just saying, if for whatever reason, in the perfect atmosphere, scenario, universe, world, if somebody was there, there was an opponent that people wanted to see and they were going to pay, I think Floyd would do it, man. I promise okay. you. I just think it. All right. The next one on the list, the idea that Colin Kaepernick will play in the National Football League this season. I mean, is that is that a winning idea, or is that is, is he just pretending with that? Is, is he kidding us with the idea that thinking that he's going to be on a roster this year? True. Um, you know what? I'm a guy that's a half a, a glass half full guy. Yeah. So I'm gonna say that he is winning. Oh, saying that so he, he will, will be on a team this year. I'm thinking he will be on a team. I think that the, uh, of course, the business move not to have a guy like that involved with your organization um, because of his uh, stance and where he's at 
on the issues and what he stands for. Teams don't want to take uh, at that risk. But I think when it really comes down to it, if he can help a team win and ultimately increase the value of a team that has a really terrible quarterback that's in a really terrible situation, I think they will overlook that because money rules all and money is in charge of everything. So yeah. that's why he's sitting right now because, uh, you know, of the racial issues and what that brings to an organ- uh, organization. All right. So we got a win from True. Mm-hmm. Nate Daniel. All right. Well, as everyone knows, I'm the resident Niner fan in KJR. Yes, you so, are. So, I mean, I respect the guy. I respect what he did for the 49ers. Granted, everything didn't go right. I still think he's good enough at the position of quarterback to play in this league. But the politics behind all this, it's gotten so much bigger than I think he even thought it was going to get when he started. And I just don't see him playing in the NFL this season. I mean, maybe when Blake Bortles, you know, throws a record amount of picks in a season, maybe next year Jacksonville calls him up. But, I mean, we're we're at the fourth preseason game tomorrow. Like, I, I'd love to see the guy play because I respect the hell out of him. Like, what he did – you know, he came in and he balled out. Yeah. And, you know, he took a stance and, and people don't agree with that. And, you know, that's that's their prerogative. But, you know, he can play football in this league for sure. Yep. So that means uh, that, that's I, a pretending statement. I get that from you. Nick Daniel says, I mean, it's, it's st- going to be a pretending statement, but it's more like – it's not his fault that he's not going to play in the NFL. Oh, like, I think he should. No, Nathan. You're all right. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. You can't ride the fence now. You can't straddle the fence, Nathaniel. Come on now. All right, so once again, we are split, and I got to be the deciding vote. I got to tell you this, man. I believe he's a great talent. I do believe that the firestorm that he has created around himself is too much for any organization to touch at this point. They're going out and getting guys off the off the tractor right now to go play quarterback, for real. <laughs> you see the guys that they're picking up to, to play backup in this league right now? Guys that haven't thrown passes – since 2013, 2012. There's a guy the Baltimore Ravens picked up at one point, and I think he had thrown all of two passes when he was at Stanford. Not when he was in the NFL, when he was at Stanford. That's what I'm saying. So it, under those circumstances, they could get your boy T. Holla. <laughs> you know, I went out last Friday and balled okay, against the yeah. pros. They could put me in, Truth. coach. Truth. <laughs> but my opinion on that then, you know, I don't as much, and I'm really close to saying this is a winning statement, Drew, because I want him on a team and I feel like somebody's going to get hurt this season at the quarterback position and they're going to need him. But I think that a lot of these teams and these GMs and these owners would be willing to cut off their nose to spite their face at this point. You know, they're going to bite the bullet and swallow it at least this season. So I think it's a pretending statement. Oh, yes, I'm the great one more for the road. <laughs> this last one now, this goes back to the Floyd Mayweather, Conor McGregor fight now. Um, when I saw the fight and it was all done and I saw the way Floyd Mayweather gave him the kudos at the end of the fight and, you know, uh, he actually had a better showing. Conor McGregor had a better showing than most people predicted him to have. Um, I kind of got the feeling that Conor was going to segue and move into the world of boxing. I think that that may be the way he goes now because we talked about it earlier on the show that he's not going to get a payday like this ever again as long as he's in MMA. So maybe he's trying to get those bigger paydays by moving into the boxing world. And Floyd was pumping him up saying he was tougher than he expected and he was unorthodox and, you know, he's a really tough guy and he made it go 10 rounds. And I'm thinking Floyd may be pumping him up because maybe Floyd wants to be the promoter on some of those fights. Who knows? But my question is, Conor McGregor, having a career in the world of professional boxing now. Is that idea winning or is that pretending? Uh, I wanted to cue this right here, Terry. Can you cue that up for me? Because I don't want to sound like I'm doing this right here. You see what a... 
<laughs> oh man! Hey, 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 and I think he still have too much. He, but, he has too much UFC. Remember this, though, True. The question is not is he ready, but will he do it? No. Because I don't see him having a lot of success in it. I don't, I don't see it, T. Okay. This fight against Mayweather was a perfect fight for him to fight in um, for his first. Uh, There's a lot album. of fighters that don't have success, but they still do it. I I don't see him doing it. Well, no, no, I don't see him Still doing it because, it because you can't come out and be the top in the UFC and then come into boxing and have all this star, this star power and you come in there and get your head beat in. I think he got too much pride for that and he doesn't want to take a back seat and start at the bottom. He started with Floyd Mayweather. There's no way he's going to come in and get beat by a journeyman because that is what's going to happen. Um, so I don't see it. Okay. All right. True. I'm going to take it out as a pretender. Mm-hmm. That statement is a pretender. Nathaniel, real quick, what do you think? I think it's a pretender statement just because the the guy is is the best UFC fighter. He's not going to leave his thing to go to somewhere else. Like, if you brought Floyd into the UFC octagon, Floyd would have just got destroyed. Oh, of course. And that's the thing is Connor's good at the UFC, stay in the UFC, make the UFC money, be the best. That's my opinion. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Damn it. <laughs> I'm outweighed on this one. Cause I really think I honestly believe that you know I think he might go back to the MMA and take some fights, but I really believe that he's going to try to segue and move his way into boxing. I think boxing is is far less. I don't want to say physically demanding, but I think it's just a whole different physical beast. In the MMA, you have to learn how to grapple and wrestle and and uh, jujitsu and do all that stuff, as well as stand up and strike. And in boxing, you just stand up and punch somebody in the face a few times and then get punched in the face a few times and walk on with 50, 60 million dollars, as opposed to getting your nose broken. Your ears look like two <laughs> big giant uh, truffles on the side of your face. <laughs> truffles. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So uh, with that being said, I'm outweighed. I think he's a winner. You guys obviously want to put him in the category of Oh, yes. I'm the great But since I get the last one, all I do is win, win, hey. win, no hey. what. <laughs> I had to get that in there. Hey, you guys are listening to the barbershop. And when we come back, I want to talk a little bit about something kind of geeky. Okay. I'm and down. It's, and I'm it's, down. Yeah, it's fantasy football. I know you guys play fantasy football, right? <clears throat> Let us know all about it. Text us here at the station, 49451. When we come back, it's the barbershop on fantasy football. This is Marcus Trufant for Iron Horse Casino in Auburn. I want to invite you and your friends to join us at the South End's best entertainment location. With over $200,000 in jackpots on our table games, we are your neighborhood casino. Join us on Saturdays for a chance to win $500 every Saturday at 2 p.m. and at 10 p.m. Also, you can win a Harley-Davidson or $10,000 cash. For more information, go to ironhorsecasinos.com. I'm drowning. Now back to the Barbershop, brought to you by Trufant Auto Detail and by the Trufant Family Foundation on Seattle Sports Radio 950, KJR. Welcome back to the Barbershop show here on Sports Radio 950, KJR. It's T. Holler, Marcus Trufant. I'm here about to close out another hell of a Barbershop show. Had a great time in here tonight. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you for all your text messages 49451, it's been a great time hearing from you guys. Uh, lots of stuff we probably can't read on here, man. But it was fun. I mean, <laughs> Hey, by the way, if anybody out here happened to be at Microsoft last Friday when Marcus Trufant, myself, and several other ex-NFL players were playing flag football and you happened to catch the action on video, please send it to me, man. I'm trying to get on a team this year, man. I, I, I see they're picking up guys in the NFL that have, haven't played in five, six years. And so I'm figuring probably I have a shot, man. So, I mean, don't send – like, just send, like, the first, like, two, three plays. Don't send the rest of the stuff. That's not important. So you just, say it's a chance, T. That's, 
That's all I'm looking for, too, is a chance, man. I, I don't I don't I want to see the beginning. Right. I don't want to see the after because you know what happened after, right? Nah, what happened? Yo, I told him legs up, man, so I'm gonna be <laughs> hobbling out of the studio tonight on my crutches and my Percocets. Mm. So yeah. Um <laughs> anybody that's like me though, that's an old head and and still has those those football dreams and you know you can't live them anymore. You know what you do? What's that? You play planet fantasy football. Play fantasy football, man. That keeps you back in touch with the game. It gives you that feeling like you're actually involved. Maybe not so much as a player, but you kind of get that feeling like a GM or a coach or a something that you're involved with the game. Now, true, you you've never played fantasy, huh? You know what? I would love to say I've been involved with fantasy, but I I couldn't get into it for some reason. I uh, what? I don't know. I I just could never get into it. I. Watch the game, but not like that. I know when you get into fantasy, you got to check out other teams, other guys' stats, and this, that, and the third. So, you know, I was, you know, I guess I was kind of selfish in that, right? I didn't really care what other people was doing. <laughs> so, uh, but I hear it, and I see it's huge. It's big business. Oh, it's huge. Of course. So, uh, I'm willing to check into it. I'm willing so, to see So, the thing up. is, I think the, probably the problem is when, when fantasy got really big, you were still playing. So right. this, you can't play fantasy football and play real football at the same time. That doesn't no, work. Uh, you, can't, right. you can't combine fantasy world and the real world. You got to be one of them. I know the other. some people did, though, I think, though. I just, nah, you know. It, it would be virtually. I don't know how you would do that. I mean, I guess anything's possible right. when you do stuff. But, geez, to do that? Because there's so much involved and it, there's so much. You know what? When I first started looking at it and started playing it, I thought it was a, a thing, like just a geek thing too, a nerdy thing too. Right. But it just kind of grew and grew and grew on me and became a part of my life. So man. you in deep then is what you're saying then. Well, huh? see, the, it, it, we'll talk more about that here in a second, but I wanted to talk to our resident fantasy football expert. Okay. And it's our guy behind the board, Nathaniel. Mm-hmm. And now, now I was speaking to Nathaniel last night. and Because uh, last night I had my actual draft for my oh, NFL yeah? draft. All right. And um, – I'll talk about that here in a second, but that made me think about it. I said, Nathaniel, he's been doing this for years and years and years, right? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, since high school. So how in the world did you get into it, and, and why is it so big? Honestly, I, it was just people you went to school with. They invited you, and they're like, hey, you want to play fantasy football? I've, I mean, I've tried fantasy baseball, and it's not fun. But fantasy football. <laughs> like you sit around and watch 160 games? <laughs> well, the thing about fantasy baseball is you change it every day. Fantasy football is you change it every week. Right. And there, a lot crazier things can happen in fantasy football um, just because, like, some guy will go off and hit 50 points. Like, last year I had Aaron Rodgers score me 50 points, and I won a game because of that Same. alone. Uh, baseball's not like that. Uh, but it's like I, I consider myself someone who knows a lot about football and knows a lot about football players and that stuff, and it's basically showing your knowledge to your friends. And that's why I play it, at least. Now, see, now this is what I was saying. Uh, when I started playing fantasy football, um, I I watched the Seahawks play because they were right here in the city. I turned on my TV. That's what I got a chance to watch. It's right there, right? Mm-hmm. So when I started playing fantasy football and it, and it started to become a thing amongst my friends, like kind of bragging rights situation, you start paying attention. It, and I, I, I'll tell you this, true. It led. It was the pathway for me to start doing sports radio because it made me start paying attention to other teams and other players in other cities. Interesting. And I was. I wouldn't. I never cared what the Bengals were doing. You gotta be a. You gotta be a fantasy football player first before you're a fan. I, People who pick like if you're a Seahawks fan and you pick Seahawks, you ain't gonna win. You're gonna lose every mm. single time. Yep. So you gotta you gotta study these football players and see who does what and see who's injured and see who has a bye that week. And so you become a real manager of a team. Like, look, um, I can't have two, uh, three wide receivers that all have a bye on week seven because then I won't have a guy playing wide receiver. My whole point of this is it made me start paying attention to other teams. And because, for instance, like I said, who cares what the Cincinnati Bengals are doing on any given weekend, right? <laughs> I do because my starting wide receiver plays for the Cincinnati Bengals. Am I am I kind of hitting the? Yeah, exactly. So like the thing is is like you want to keep track of everyone basically. You want you you want to look at your matchup, who you're playing. Like so, say you got Tom Brady on your team. He has Aaron Rodgers. Well, you want Aaron Rodgers to throw some interceptions, and you want Tom Brady to throw touchdowns. And like a lot of people use red zone to keep track of a lot of that stuff. Like there's a lot of different channels that just show highlights. 
which helps with all that stuff. The only thing you won't be able to track really is defense because that's right. over the course of a Come whole game. On. What do you mean you can't track the defense? That's what the, I'm talking about. <laughs> Well, I mean, when you get a defense, you you pick up a whole defense. In, okay, and it's okay. their whole game. Like yeah. so, say like they kill it right, and they get two interceptions in the first quarter, right? But then they let off three hundred rushing yards, something crazy like that. Then their points just go down the drain. Okay. All yeah. right, I can dig that. So yeah. that's what I'm saying. So my point in having this conversation, true, was to have Nathaniel back there, really impress upon you the importance of joining a fantasy football league. So my question at this point is, has it worked? Well, you know what? I like the concept, and you know, I guess I got to get out of that um, that thing. And I was listening to I was listening to Softy on the way in, and he was talking about these cliches that yes. coaches say that it's not about them; it's about us. So, right. I have that ingrained in my soul. So I'm not so much worried about what everybody else is doing around the league and all that. I'm only worried about me and my team. So I need to branch out of that. And, of course, I'm talking on the radio, so I need to know anyway about what's going on around the league. But at times it's hard for me because, um, you know, I'm not so much concerned about what everybody else is doing. It's about in-house. It's about what's going on here. And you take care of that and everything will take care of itself. But if I approach it like a game and I see it as competition, I think I can get out of that mode. Hey, listen. Everybody that's listening right now, stop what you're doing. Hit us up on our Twitter page, Barbershop Show underscore, and help me convince Marcus Trufant that he needs to get into a fantasy football league. It'll change your life forever. It'll change your perspective on the game. It'll give you a brand new insight on a different level. Like, we know you know how to play the game. We know you're an all-pro, man. We know you're a pro bowler. But just be a pro bowl fantasy guy. Hey. <laughs> Just be pro fantasy. Challenge. All right. <laughs> All right. I'm going to just tell you, man. Watch like, Marcus win the league. Like, we'll, we'll make a lead together and Marcus will just kill it. And that's how it always <laughs> Let's go. And another, just one more thing before we get out of here. One thing that always happens to me every single year during my draft. Again, my draft was last night. And it was at 9 o'clock at night. And I p- made my first three picks. Easy breezy, whatever, right? And then I nodded off. <laughs> I'm it gets hard a, if you don't understand all the other stuff, you know. Uh, yeah, well, it wasn't that it was this hard. They were taking too long. Oh. <laughs> they were taking too long in, in between the picks, and you know what I was doing, right? Yo, Thank you guys for joining us here on the Barbershop Show. We've had an incredible night, true. Man, it was a fun night, right? Absolutely. It's all love, baby. Thank you all for tuning in to the Barbershop. Again, follow us on Barbershop Show underscore on Twitter and Barbershop Show on Instagram. And check us out on Facebook, man. We got an incredible group, the official Barbershop. You can get all the info that's going on with us for the rest of the week. Until next Wednesday, it's T and True signing out for Sports Radio 950 KJR. Hey, it's T. Holla, and when I'm not hanging out with you guys here in the barbershop, I'm sitting in an office at my family's financial services company. Sometimes that office space needs some fixing up, and whether that be a new door or a wall, or even if we need a brand new office built, we call EBI. Ellsworth Builders Incorporated is a local construction company that specializes in commercial tenant improvement. Since 1991, EBI has been serving retail outlets, restaurants, auto detail companies, biotech companies throughout the Puget Sound region with all their commercial construction needs. If you want fast, courteous service and high-quality construction work done, call EBI at 425-482-2904. Or you can check out the website, ellsworthbuilders.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.